Welcome to The Unlabeling Effect, where three distinctive women daringly dive into some taboos with the intention to normalize the uncomfortable yet vital conversations. We're ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery with comrades like you. Let's commence on this week's episode, How Much Do We Crave for Understanding? I've been very excited for this episode for two main reasons. One is that I've always had a lot of back and forth thoughts on whether people do want to be understood in most aspects of life. Are we seeking for reassurance? Is it because we need to know that our presence is being confirmed? Or is it because our confidence is just not well established that we would appreciate ourselves to be heard? But what's more exciting about this episode is that we have our first ever guest speaker, Joanne Yu, joining us this episode on our podcast, Unlabeling Effect. We met Joanne at a mental wellness event back in 2021 in Hong Kong. Joanne, a multi-talented explorer who has a podcast channel called Bubble Talks, who also is a director that is now working on a documentary named Restrange, highlighting what is it like in a public psychiatric hospitals in Hong Kong. On her podcast, Joanne shares about her personal journey in recovering from depression and anxiety disorder, aiming to promote how people can take their ownership and control on how they want to live. We're so pleased to have connected with Joanne and made this episode happen. I'm your host, Melody, and with me here today are our very special guest, Joanne, alongside with Viv and Rita. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Hi. I want us to just have a very simple answer to this question. Why do we think we have such a strong crave on being understood? Personally, from my perspective, we want Mm -hmm. to be understood because... We want this inner peace and also we want others to realize that we're not alone Mm -hmm. and there's actually someone with us. And from my own experience and from my learnings, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we want a sense of belonging. And when someone understands you and they just get you, you feel that you're on like a similar wavelength mentally. And it just makes you feel like, ah, you know, it, it feels great that someone understands you and understands what you're going through in some way it's like seeking for reassurance for me my answer is pretty simple it's that we're social creatures we cannot live off our own validation and we cannot live like solely on our own we need to be seen we need to be heard um and that's just like yeah basic human needs i I, i'd say yeah my answer is pretty similar to um fifth so it's more about validation and if you are being understood it's somehow a sign that we share some kind of core values and our natural desire to find our own tribe right shall we share our most memorable moment or the most recent experience that you felt like you were so desperate to be understood because when you're asking about an example of feeling understood Definitely, I would bring the example of me experiencing the problems like depression and anxiety and trying to communicate that to my family or friends. I was nervous. And so I kept everything inside because I believe that even if I did explain it, they wouldn't understand it. 
And when I did try to explain and be vocal of what I was going through, my family, they didn't quite get it because mental health is not really considered an issue, especially with what they're going through. They never really encountered problems like that. And when you talk from the time when I was actually in a psychiatric ward, there wasn't much help and you felt hopeless at some point, not Mm -hmm. knowing that they can actually help you and guide you because there wasn't actually a counselor or a psychologist in the ward either. So was there any opportunity, like even just an entry point for you to communicate? During that time, there was a lot of things going on. But for example, when I was speaking with my parents, at that time when I was depressed, I didn't really want to talk much about it. And it was more of the physical symptoms that were showing up. Like I wasn't eating. I didn't want to go outside. It was very easy for them to realize that something was happening to me because they were seeing the physical symptoms. But when I recovered and I finally had the motivation and the courage to speak up, that's when I couldn't stop talking and trying to make them understand. And it was more like over-explaining, interrupting, and it just went on and on and on. Joanne, I'm interested to know when you mentioned before um, you went to the ward and then you have you kind of had this mindset that even if you did explain, they your parents wouldn't understand. Like, can you dissect how you formed this mindset or this belief that they wouldn't understand? Growing up, you know, as parents, when they're so busy working, there's a lot of times and instances where they just like blame things on you or It's your fault. Mm -hmm. And the child tries to explain what happened, but they would be like, that's just an excuse. So Mm -hmm. there were a lot of times that, especially when I can remember when I was a child and when I would explain something, the only time I would ever cry is not when I'm sad. It's not when I'm angry. It was when I was frustrated that they didn't get my point. That was the only times that I had to, you know, voice up. Sometimes, the barrier of me wanting to communicate with my parents when I was a kid, I felt like at occasions I was being accused of things that I probably didn't do. And as you said, like if you try to justify it, they might just think that you're just finding excuses. And having those buildup of examples just made me want to not justify or explain as much. So I felt like I probably have went through a phase of that as well that I can resonate with. If you were craving to be understood, is it okay if that person really couldn't understand your situation? Because it's normal that a person without mental health issue really couldn't exactly understand what you're experiencing. Will you feel better when they are actively listening, but might not really understand your context or your your feelings? As a person or as a supporter of a mental health issue individual, what the best that I could do to support mentally? When you're struggling with something, you just want someone to listen to you. And even though they might not get it, you would want them to say supportive words. But instead, if they're not being supportive and they're making comments that actually trigger you even more, you would have wished that you didn't even express what you were going through. When it comes to after recovering, I think I started thinking more of 
what other people feel and in their situation. I start thinking back, like maybe people won't ever understand what you're going through because all your experiences are so unique to you. So when it comes to understanding, you would just hope that people listen. And even if they make comments that aren't supportive, and you just have to always keep in mind that this is a human, like no one really understands you more than yourself because you know what you're going through, you know what you're hearing. So I think it came from me shifting my perspective rather than craving so much of being understood, but more of being heard. It was an everyday struggle. You have to keep reaffirming yourself, saying that it does not matter what others think or say it's more of your own validation too. And knowing Mm -hmm. that what you're going through is a problem and it shouldn't be overly thought out by other people saying it's not an issue. I feel like there's an area of being insecure. I don't know if you guys have that crave or if, say doing something for other, hoping that they would do the same for you. Um, and that would maybe fill the void of you needing to feel like you're being understood. I'm glad you touched on this um, insecurity aspect of the reason behind the crave for understanding. And before I answer your question, like, do I um, do the same for others, expect to be treated the same? Is that first to remove that expectation, because that's not something that you can control. So you better get rid of that thought. Um, That's my point of view. I also experienced what Mel has mentioned, but then I realized, you know, like sometimes we feel so lonely that we want understanding from other people. It's because we are not able to give ourselves that need. We're not able to fulfill that need on our own. So that is something that we have to work inwards instead of seeking outwards. I've been wondering that the reason why we want to feel understood is because we lacked assurance growing up. You mentioned insecurity. There's a lot of cases where when you ask someone like, hey, should I go buy this dress? You already formed an opinion in your head like I'm actually going to buy it. But you ask someone. And you're not really asking what they think. You're waiting for them to agree with your decision that you already have in your mind. And that's really common. A lot of the times we're asking for someone to agree with what we're saying. And having someone to listen to you actively. Yeah, obviously, when you have someone who just agrees to everything you're saying, right, mm, that kind of subtle, you basically would feel that what was the purpose of sharing that anyways. And I guess we can actually um, delve into this a bit further. So say, um, let's share our emotions um, on three different scenarios. One is when we just completely being under like being heard and understood. Okay. But then what about if we feel like being misunderstood, would there be like a sense of justice that you need to justify? Or the next scenario would be that the other person just do not get what we want to say. Should we start with the first one? I would think that person is pretty like-minded. He or she doesn't have to agree with what I've just said. But if he or she would just point out what he or she thinks and think, like, appreciate our differences, then I think I will be pretty happy with the result. Even, you know, we might not have the same stance in uh, looking at some issue. I think I would feel very connected to that person. For me, I think it's like a bonding experience, especially when someone understands you. It 
makes you guys closer. And what about when that person just do not really align with what you're trying to say? I think this this will be a point where my frustration would start building, and then I probably would build up my hot headed uh, behavior of mine when someone tries so hard to understand, but then they just don't get it. It's very tiring. Yeah, I wanted to say it's okay to disagree because when that person does that. As humans, we we were curious, like, how come you don't think like that? What is the reason why you have shaped your reasoning and your perspective to think like that? And do you guys agree that I guess you act physically, socially, and mentally more different um, when you feel like you're not being heard? What you said was just being completely ignored. Do you feel like that would trigger you the most in terms of how your body and your mind would react versus someone who just listen and accept and you know even agree or disagree but give you a respond? Yeah, totally for sure. I, I would be very not like very aggressive, but I would definitely become relatively heated and might raise my voice a bit or just. Try to be bigger sometime just to get my voice heard. But sometimes the contradictory point is: the more heated I am, the less effective my communication style gets. Same, and I think it's something that's quite challenging to handle sometimes. I start to realize that I do I do this all the time when I feel completely ignored or not being heard. It's that I would ask that person, "Do you are you sure you want to listen to this?" And I throw the question back to them. And 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 if they said yes, then I continue. But it's like with that question, I'm kind of sending two different messages. So A is that I feel like you're not listening, and that's why I need to you know like re-anchor your focus right here, right now. And B is that I am totally okay if you don't want to listen. It's like a little like timeout moment before I move on, and I think that's very helpful when it comes to. Filtering out the, the those people who don't want to understand you. It was really hard for me to accept the fact that there are people that really will never understand you, and like the strength that you need to build within yourself to be able to see past those people and to let go of those people is really really hard. I want to mention physically when you're not being understood physically. When I was a child. I would cry because just letting it out. When it came mentally, now you'd feel tired, exhausted, and you just want to give up on the argument. Socially, I realize now I tend to over-explain. I interrupt others and have bad listening skills because of all this experiences of not being heard. But I do want to mention. That sometimes when you're just trying to make the other person understand, it feels like a power struggle a lot. Even in my family, it's like I want to be the last one standing. Like you just won't get it, but I'm just gonna keep going on until you agree. But usually that never happens, and it just goes on back and forth. But developing this understanding and the ability to develop capability of not caring. What others think, or whether they understand you. For me, it just came from everyone not understanding me. <laughs> But then you realize you try to think from perspective, and you question yourself: Is this something to do with me? Am I the one that's being like ignorant?、Mm. And when you at least thought about that, and you realize that they just won't get it, that it does give you 
a sense of peace and you and you have a thought in your mind that says you just know what you feel and there are times where people will make you doubt if mm-hmm. one person says it you can question it but when everyone says it it's good to actually you know take a thing first and reflect and then go on how do you kind of slowly build the strength from the beginning of just not being heard not being understood and then to slowly understanding accepting that it's okay that they don't need to understand and then to then building the strength to talk about it and then draw or attract yourself to people that resonate with you and share similar backgrounds for a long time even when I started bubble talks no one around me really understood and I didn't create it because I had the thought that someone else out there would understand during that time when I started it it was sort of my way to release what I was experiencing and what I thought. Just coincidentally, when I did, people started saying, oh, I went through it too. And when I started talking out about it, even my closest friends in high school, they're like, oh, yeah, actually, I had an experience like that. And I'm like, but I've known you for seven years. How come? Where was this gap where I didn't even know that we were experiencing the same thing? Because it was such a taboo and because I created this platform and realized that when I was going through what I was, I was wanting others to understand me, but I didn't want anyone to feel alone like how I felt. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I'm not sure if anyone else is experiencing that, but I want to share what I have been through. And that's when I realized like, wow, we're all human. We're all experiencing something similar. If you know how to build that strength within yourself, is it true that we don't really need to over explain? Is there like a right balance or how do we weigh that? I think it has different layers when it comes to craving for understanding, like Rita just mentioned. But when it comes to your own emotions, I struggle the most when I crave for people to understand my emotions. And that's 100% should be an internal thing. Because a few months ago, I was going through uh, some rejection. There was not any closure. So I was feeling a bit yucky for a few months. In my head, I kept having these like scenarios of, oh, do I seek closure? Do I, you know, like, what, what should I do to have that closure? And then you have like so many different thoughts about, you know, those unhealthy thoughts that help rationalize the what happened instead of you validating yourself going through hurt. And that mindset actually helped me get past that is that do you really need the person who hurt you to say, I hurt you for you to feel hurt? You don't need that. Actually, you want that. If someone did you wrong, do you really need that person to tell you sorry for you to feel bitter? I've been questioning, do I really need people's reassurance? Not necessarily. It would be nice to have it, but I'm slowly shifting my attention or time or focus on the internal work that I need to do to build my strengths. I think for some aspect in my life that I'm pretty confident in my decision, I don't really need people to understand or agree with my choice. But for something that I might doubt myself, I would want the confirmation from external world just to double check whether I'm thinking in the right way. This has been on my mind for a while when I'm trying to link behavioral traits and how we are to whether or not we want to be understood. For example, I was a people pleaser. So I wish others to understand me and I want to have this craving for understanding 
because of my social identity. And when I guess I shifted from that and focused more on my own opinion and felt a bit more confident, then it shifted from how I feel, what I want. And maybe when you're growing up, you don't really have that opportunity. For example, your needs were not met. So as you guys mentioned earlier, there is a higher desire to be heard and understood. Even with mental health, people say it's like you either have depression or you don't. But it's a sliding scale. Like sometimes you want to feel heard. Sometimes you have mm-hmm. doubt. Sometimes you want to have assurance. And it comes and goes. It just goes in waves. Mm-hmm. And within like your journey on this, Joanne, would you say you have learned some techniques or skills that would help you to break through some moments that you might feel a bit stuck? Depending on what it is. As logically as it gets, as what you're not supposed to do, even in a relationship, because sometimes you're not thinking on a logical perspective, you're overwhelmed by emotions. But something I did before was literally write a table, why I should do this, why I shouldn't do that. So sometimes when it comes to more logical decisions and whether or not asking someone else's opinion, it can be reassuring. But then I would list out what I think, why I should do this or why I shouldn't do this. It's important that we actually find time in a week or some time to just reflect. So that's why I go hiking, because um, mm. a lot of the times as I'm thinking in my head, going processing what has been going on with me emotionally. I'm slowly and gradually shifting my focus and re-questioning and rethinking how much do I really need people's reassurance and do I really need to be understood is really Focus on what you can control and accept what you cannot control because a lot of time when you have any built up frustrations or anger, I find it very useful to just remind myself that there are certain things that you cannot control. And if I actually put those on the side and just focus on what I can control, it already makes me feel so much lighter. One last question would be, how do you build that courage to cut out those people who don't understand you, especially someone that you find or you used to think that they are the authority. Maybe it's not craving for understanding, but craving for validation. For example, your parents. So maybe like all along, um, you want them to be proud of you. And then now you kind of have a different set of goals and that's totally fine. And you're like working on yourself. But then at the same time, you have to live with that disapproval or maybe discouragement, you know, like how do you let go or how do you kind of accept those people in your life that you can't cut out? I would attribute a lot of my recovery to my mindset change. It went from a victim mindset to blaming others, trying to get everyone to agree with me. And now it's more like I'm at peace with myself, with who I am. I'm not perfect. I'm still learning. When it comes to people who won't agree with me, doubt me, put me down. I think we all had experiences with that. Learning that you won't ever get closure. I think we all want that actually. That's why we keep explaining, wanting to be understood. And sometimes I would say it sounds easy. It's like a, a light switch. It's like an on and off. But literally the day you decide to tell yourself like today is the day where I'm actually not going to care what my parents say anymore. And that's the day that it works. It's like telling yourself, today is the day I'm going to go exercise and get my six pack. Today is the day I start journaling. And 
Mm. Yeah, it's that the first step is the hardest, mm. and you have to sink your your mind and your ability to keep being consistent with it. And if mm. you're able to be consistent with it, then over time, even if you don't believe it, like I don't even believe myself that I'm going to achieve this, or I don't think people would understand me. But when you start focusing more on yourself and you, you keep going with it, then you gain that more strength over time and the manifestation basically well thank you once again joanne for your time and being our first ever guest on the unlabeling effect so we're very glad to say that joanne will be joining us again in another episode very soon so stay tuned that's all for today's episode on how much do we crave for understanding join us again next time when we talk about communication styles Thank you for tuning in and let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Unlabeling Effect. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes and give us a rating. Until then, dare to feel, dare to be real. Mm-hmm.